Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today I'm going to be talking with Gregory Proctor. I know him, he knows me, but you all will get to know a little bit more about him and what he's doing. We're going to have a coffee chat style conversation and we hope you enjoy what we're bringing to the table. Welcome, Gregory. Thank you, Genesis, for having me. Certainly uh, delighted to be on your program and looking forward to sharing some of my background with your listeners. Awesome. Let's start off by telling the listeners who you are and what you have going on behind the scenes. <laughs> well, wow, that's like a uh, rhetorical question, but uh, I think first and foremost, a lot of people that have kind of gravitated towards who I am, what my brand is all about. Uh, has been by way of Cut to the Chase podcast, which has actually become a very disruptive uh, podcast that's out there on the market right now. And uh, a little bit about Cut to the Chase is uh, premises is based on really giving everyone an opportunity uh, to come on board a platform that's willing to be acceptive um, and, and embracing and allowing for you to basically feel like you're at home as well as talk about things that impact your ability to thrive. So we've had a lot of success with that. And, uh, you know, friends, family, professional colleagues, whomever, you know, we, we try and give that platform to, to all. But beyond that, you know, uh, folks that may not know uh, other things that are going on behind the scenes, I'm also the CEO of two other companies, uh, one is named Sketcher, um, and a lot of people have the toughest time trying to pronounce that because it's spelt S-C-H capital X-E-R, and that is my management consultancy firm, and we do a lot of uh, work in the government and commercialized space in the areas of project management, project controls, and then, of course, uh, where a lot of people have just recently started to figure out that I'm also the CEO of TrueSpot which is basically a virtual seating technology mobile application that allows for you to attend concerts, movies, uh, sporting events, literally from the comforts of your home, but you're buying a virtual seat to where you can participate anywhere in the world. So think about this, forget buying airplane tickets, gassing up your car, worrying about crowds and security, True spot is the answer for that. So I know that's a lot. A lot of people are going, well, my God, how does this guy have you know, time and opportunity to do all these things? But uh, that's me and, and that's what I've got going on. <laughs> that is amazing because it seems like you have a little bit of everything, but then I also see the value and how all three, three of them are woven together because you have the podcast where you're allowing people to have a safe space to come on and be themselves. Mm -hmm. And you get to learn from other people's experiences. Then 
with True Spot, you're giving people the comfort of being at an event without worrying about, okay, it's still a global pandemic, or I may not have, you know, all the funds necessary to go to this event, but I can virtually be there in the comfort of my home. It may not be the same as being in the atmosphere and all the hype or whatnot, but they could still have some type of glimpse and you're giving them the ability that they may not have had. Then with Skechur, that's really cool. (laughs) That's really cool because you're tapping into the space of one, being your own boss, creating that, you know, Mm -hmm. that water wave there and that ripple effect by working and partnering with the government. So how do you do what you do? And was it hard getting to where you are? Let's talk about some obstacles that you face because someone may just be watching this, whether they Mm -hmm. go back and watch it on YouTube or they listen to it on, you know, the, the podcast app and they may not see, okay, the ugly start that you had. They may not know the obstacles and the failures. And it's so important to put that out there because it's not always glamorous when you're in business and it takes grit and resilience. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I just want to chime in, you know, the podcast is expanding. So we do have two more podcasts that are being launched here at the first of the month. One is Cut to the Chase Business Series. The other one is Cut to the Chase Music Series. And then of course, back to True Spot. True Spot does give you the actual in-fan experience from the comfort of your home because we give the actual control of being in the venue back in control of the fans. So there's no camera person telling you, cut to camera one, cut to camera two. You are fully immersed in the event. So I just wanted to add those two things. Now, getting back to your question, uh, you know, how do I derive to where I am today? Well, it's come by way of 25 hard years of sweat, perseverance, you know, setbacks, failures, challenges, two divorces, you name it. I mean, I've kind of gone through it and, you know, really to kind of step back and help people realize just how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. And I'm just going to use this in a very loosely context. It's not just about being an entrepreneur, but in the aspect of being an entrepreneur in today's era and in today's time, Not only are we dealing with the pandemic, but we're dealing with a lot of social uprising and, you know, inequality and and all of these other things that are really just, they're wreaking havoc out there. And so as an entrepreneur and you're in that space, or even if you're jumping into that space right now, you have to ask yourself the number one question. I didn't come up with this question. My younger brother did. And so I'm going to bring it to the forefront And what he always liked to tell people when people talk to me or they're talking to him and they're like, well, how do you guys do what you do? And he always indicates to them, we were up, we were brought up in a family where our father never complained. He got up and worked day and night and just, you know, move forward in life. You know, my dad was pretty much a blue collar worker. My mom was a registered nurse and these type of things. We just, we just grew up with this type of ethical, you know, back plane that basically said, you know, you have to get out there and thrive and be able to kind of make it on your own, actually being able to survive. And so my brother's mantra or quote is, are you built for this? Because at the end of the day, if you think you're just going to jump into something because you see somebody else successful, 
or you see someone else driving a new car or have a big house or whatever the case may be, you need to ask yourself that number one question because you never have any idea of what an individual has gone through. And like I said, you know, for me, all of those things that I mentioned before, the sacrifice, the perseverance, the ups, the downs, the challenges, two prior divorces, I mean, you name it, I've gone through it, you know, even financial setbacks, all of those things have gotten me to the point to where I am today. And I must say, it's humbling. It's humbling in the aspect that you realize there's a lot of those things you don't need, you don't have to have in your life, you don't have to live like the Joneses, and you can just be your authentic self and carry yourself through life the way that you should carry yourself through life if you are not walking with blinders on. And I love that. And I would add, like, is that how you came up with Cut to the Chase? Because you're cutting (laughs) through all the BS. You're cutting through the societal pressures. You're cutting through what people say, what people want. And then they're pushing that off on you. Would you say that helped you come up with the name? Well, you know, the story behind Cut to the Chase really kind of, uh, you know, significantly it started with my wife. You know, my (laughs) wife is... uh, is, is, uh, is, is a wonderful lady. Um, you know, she pushed the, the ideology of starting the podcast. Okay. So she, she kind of pushed that as far as coming up with the name, the name was something that I wanted to embody the ingredients of being able to tap into people's psyche. I wanted to tap into your soul. I want to tap into something that you can get information. Everybody can get information. But what you can't get from information sometimes is fulfillment. Fulfillment has to have emotion. Fulfillment has to have context. It has to have, you know, all of these things that basically, you know, embody sight, sound, and feeling. And so when you start thinking about cut to the chase, cut to the chase is really about nourishing your soul. When I have people on the show, it is about trying to basically help them understand that here's your comfortable here's your comfortable comfortable zone or spot let's just dive in let's be real with one another and let's not let's 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 put the pretenses and the bs to the side and when i ask you a question give me a real answer i mean like a real you know unscripted type answer and so cut to the chase was built based on that and I love that because it just makes you connect more with who you have on your show, as mm-hmm. well as it makes the listeners connect more with that individual. Because we don't need filters. We don't need all these ad libs and all this fluffed up stuff. Let's just mm-hmm. be real. Let's be us, transparent. Like you could go do all that fluffed up stuff, checking into a nine to five whenever they try to censor what you can say. They try to censor what you can do. And it's so Mm -hmm. exhausting. People Mm -hmm. are mentally drained. And I love the fact that whenever I first met you, it was on Facebook. And Mm -hmm. I I can't remember if you reached out to me or if I reached out to you. But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this, this is like right up my alley. Like, let's cut to the chase. Let's cut through the BS. And let's really talk about things that really matter that people need to hear. Because Mm -hmm. right now in the media, what sells? sex drugs guns violence and all of that stuff or Mm -hmm. fakeness and Mm -hmm. everyone wants to make themselves seem 
what they aren't like how they were born or anything like that and there's no disrespect or discredit to those people mm -hmm. but where are the real people that are standing up owning who they are walking out their gifts and talents and really showing the world that hey it's okay if if you don't look like that person it's okay if your business has failed or whatnot mm -hmm. pick yourself up and keep on going and that's one thing i really admire about you gregory is that you talked about yes i had two failed marriages like mm -hmm. i you know had financial setbacks i mm -hmm. had to learn things over and you also mentioned something really key that you had to humble yourself mm -hmm. which is so important because sometimes people could be so high-minded that mm -hmm. they forget that, hey, we're on planet Earth and you're not always going to be on the pedal stool or the same ladder you go up is the same mm -hmm. ladder you're going to come back down. So where you are right now, like in this present moment, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, would you have done anything differently or would you leave everything the way it is because it made you the man you are now? Well, you know, when you think about answering that question, you know, a person always says, you know, a bad experience is not necessarily a bad experience. It's a lesson learned. It's an opportunity to move forward. So if I was to go back and, and, and say to myself, to my younger self, go right versus go left or go up versus go down, then that would change the whole trajectory of where I am right now. You know, I'm 50 years of age. I've gone through more in the first 50 years of my life than people probably go through in their entire lifetime. I've lived all over the world. I've worked and made, you know, whatever number you want to put in the back of your mind. I've, I've done all that. I've lost it. I've got it all back. I've moved forward. So, so to me, to go back and say, change something, that's a part of my DNA. That's a part of who I am. That's a part of the wisdom. That's a part of the philosophy. That's a part of, as most people say, are you a coach? Well, no, I'm not a coach, but that's a part of how I connect with people is through all of those journeys, those ups and downs that I've had that have made me the person I am, because I wouldn't be as relatable as I am right now if I was to go back and change the old me. The only thing I would tell the old me at this point in time, being the person that I am, is just be prepared. Because life in itself, as people say, life is hard. I always like to say life is what you make it. And it's not what you just make it. It's what you do with it. So if you make bad mistakes earlier on, just be prepared to deal with those consequences. And we all do. I mean, we're no one's innocent of not making bad decisions or bad choices in life. But be prepared because at the end of the day, if you make that bad choice and you make that bad situational uh, consequence that drives three, four, five years, you don't get that time back. And, you know, you have to be in a position in life nowadays to where everything is for lack of better terms, premeditated or thought through or planned or calculated so that you're able to get to your end goal a lot faster. And for me, that's what I instill into my beautiful, my two beautiful daughters because of the simple fact that they cannot afford to just squander it away, even at the ages that they are right now, you know, 19 or excuse me, 21 and, and 19, because it is so important that you have a trajectory 
that you're on in order to achieve what you want to achieve in life. And so my parents did it for me. I'm doing it for my kids. And I'm hoping that one of the things that I'm doing through the podcast and everything else I've got going on in my life is to leave that legacy, leave that blueprint for those that precede me that have a much better analytical mindset, thoughtfulness to be able to go further than I've been able to go, or for that matter, anyone else has been able to go. I love that response because so many times you hear people say, yes, I would go back and I would change this. And you said no, because it's now part of your DNA and it's those experiences and lessons that you learned that helped you become the man that you are today. Mm -hmm. And you hit something very like stern that resonated with me is life is what you make it. And Mm -hmm. the reason why that just you know, resonated with me so much is that was something my dad would always say. And I wish that my dad was still here. He passed Mm -hmm. seven months ago. And so when you said that, it was kind of like deja vu for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But right now, you know, legacy is so important. But you know, what's also going on in the media right now is this whole diversity, equity, equality and inclusion and Mm. how would you say that you carve that into your legacy right now as well as you're using it to lay a foundation for your businesses because you are a successful businessman well you know you you really chimed on something that that uh it, it always brings tears to my eyes because of the simple fact that you know culturally people utilize, you know, biopic or diversity inclusion as sales and marketing tactics. And these type of things are just because they want to line their pockets with money. And then in some cases, we find ourselves even in our own community where we do not provide the fortitude or the spirituality or the uplift or the support to be able to help you know, thy brothering or thy sister, when you know the fact that, you know, only thing they're looking for is not a handout. They're just looking for a little bit of an edge, you know, a little bit of an edge to get them to get them over the hump. And so there's so much going on in society right now, as we talk about the diversity and inclusion, which is really one of the underlining goals that I have with Cut to the Chase is unity and togetherness. If anybody's listened to the 135, 136 some odd episodes that we've recorded already, literally at the end of every last one of them, I always talk about, let's figure out how we can make this world a better place through empathy and compassion and so forth and so on. But to answer your question, for me, it is always about whatever you reap is what you sow and whatever you sow is what you reap. And what I mean by that is every aspect of success that I have I'm in a position in my life right now where I'm trying to give back either through volunteering or doing work or whatever, whatever it takes to be able to ensure, like I said, the predecessor to me has a much better stint or start than what I did as I came up through life. And I'm doing that currently right now through some of my entrepreneurial networks that I'm working in, also through some of the uh, veteran chapters that we have here in, uh, in, in, in San Antonio. And literally just about wherever people contact me and say, Greg, can you help out? We, we know you can't, you know, offer us much time, but whatever little bit of time, it would be greatly appreciated. Or Greg, can we utilize your platform to get our message out? 
you know, those type of things go a long ways. It's not about trying to receive any type of monetization or, 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 or value back. It is just about doing that unconditionally. And I do that so much that sometimes people tell me, we just don't understand. Are you a robot or are you human? <laughs> oh. But it's so important that you plant those seeds because what you said is so true. Mm-hmm. All these corporations out here, they want to say, yeah, we're down with the DEI, mm-hmm. diversity, equity, inclusion. But then they're doing all that stuff to put up a front so they could show their shareholders Mm -hmm. that, yeah, we're diverse, we're equitable, Mm -hmm. we're inclusive. But then if you were to step inside that corporation and look from the inside out, you won't really see the diversity, equity, and inclusion as evident. There's not a lot of Latinx, um, Black and Brown people, Mm -hmm. or Asians on these boards of directors. There's Mm -hmm. older Caucasian males. There are people that are either their alumni buddies and friends, or they're doing enough to get government funding to say we have x amount of people to show these targets and so-called metrics but then are those individuals being promoted at the same rate as someone who is white Mm. are those individuals being given training opportunities learning and development opportunities Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if they are not developing those individuals as much as they're developing the white individuals then there is a problem and I love what you said that even though you are so busy with your two businesses your current podcast the other two on the way you still make time to do things that you are passionate about Mm -hmm. because you know it's a part of your legacy you know you also want to lead by example because you just don't want to talk about it but you actually want your work to be evident and and you want people to say you know what Gregory is walking it like he's talking it he's Mm -hmm. putting his mouth where he eats like he's doing all these incredible things Mm -hmm. and sometimes from the outside looking in people may not understand it but it's not for people to understand because they may not have the same vision that you have absolutely absolutely and uh, that's critical when you are locked into your vision and your goals and your dreams, your admirations, it doesn't really matter what others think because you'll always get a naysayer that says, well, why, you know, and, and for me, I can share just a couple quick stories. You know, what a lot of people don't know is back when I was running my, my first management consultancy firm, because I've had two, you know, I was probably less than 1% of the African-American folks doing some of the work that I was doing literally worldwide working at all of these different nuclear facilities, which people are like, what is that? You know, uh, nuclear energy, you know? And so I did that for like 10 or 12 years. And then what people don't realize now, which is another stat that I'll throw out there because my company true spot, we're raising capital right now is that less than 1% of minority. Okay. Blacks in particular tech founders actually get funded. Now, statistically, that's just absurd that they would think that people of our statute don't have the capability to come up with the next great technological, you know, gadget or widget or, or, or software or anything like that, because you would think that more people would get funded. 
But I mean, these type of things are staring us in the face each and every single day, which is one of the things that, you know, for us, as we continue to move forward and flourish, and we see the momentum that we're picking up on the true spot side of my business, is that we are looking to do accelerator programs. We're looking to to get into these communities and find these ideas and these ideologies and 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 folks that are just saying, uh, if I had an opportunity, you know, to be able to move, okay, let's let's move that opportunity into something that becomes realistic. Is it is it something that's doable? You know, because as we talk about, education is king, right? And a lot of times we don't have those educational aspects of financial modeling and and you know your SPI and CPI and all these other crazy acronyms. People go, well, what is all of that stuff? Really, it's a different language. It's a different language that you almost have to learn in order to be able to compete in some of these other marketable sectors. And if you don't know, guess what? You're left. You're left so far behind that it's almost embarrassing, you know, to to try and step into the fold and catch up because you're literally drinking from a fire hose. And so there's so much that has to be done to advance the society, to advance where we are today, not only just in the technology sector, but who we are as individuals, how we see each other, how we maintain that compassion and empathy towards one another. But if we're going to do this, we always have to do things like others outside of our race in order for us to be successful. And a lot of people are going, huh, what? Wait a minute. Well, a clear example. I mean, one clear example is, would you be willing to live with your family for one year if you knew that that would get you further ahead versus finding an apartment and and being broke? You know, I mean, that's just a real good analogy. And a lot of people will be like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. I need to have my own privacy and, you know, so forth and so on. But these are the sacrifices that you have to do. And sometimes these sacrifices are in the bigger scheme of the your direction and where you're trying to get to in order to be able to move forward. Now, there's so many stories that are going to be coming out here pretty soon about myself and my business partner, we're TrueSpot. And because we just had some big news that got released like yesterday about us getting accepted into one of the largest um, um, accelerator programs pretty much here in the United States called Mass Challenge. And uh, out of 3,000 applicants that applied, we were in the top 229 people that were accepted. 48% of them were women. 45% of the companies were biopic. Wow, that is incredible. And congratulations to you and your business partner for breaking down those barriers and just, you know, going at it full, full fledged, because that's giving hope to another Mm -hmm. black or brown or minority person Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. to know that, okay, these things can be achieved as long as I, you know, work hard, I connect myself with the right people, I get out of the WIFM method, which is what's mm-hmm. in it for me. Mm-hmm. And I think about what's in it for we because it's so important to collaborate, because mm-hmm. we can't do everything by ourselves, because then we're going to go slower. So if we want to go faster, we need to go together with people who have like minded visions and people that we could partner with that are willing to complement us and not be right. in competition with each other. And that's a great thing that 
that I love the example when you said, are you willing to live with your, with your family for a year? Mm -hmm. Because you see a lot of cultures that do that. They have a huge house and there's three generations living Mm -hmm. there, but you don't know what they're doing in order to prepare themselves for the next season. And that also comes back to humbling yourself and trying to, you know, get outside of the box by not mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do want you to expound on a little bit so I could be respectful of your time is those acronyms that you mentioned early on, because I want people who listen to this segment as well as view the segment to learn something by it where they could go back and research it. Sure. Well, you know, one, one or two of the acronyms that I mentioned, the SPI and, uh, CPI, SPI is like your schedule performance index. And, and in layman's terms, that's, that's planning. That's understanding how much effort you're putting into something as to how much value you're getting out. And when you start talking about CPI, that's like your cost performance index. And so it's the same thing. Once you put all of this money into something, are you able to kind of pull the value back out. What's your ROI, your, your, you know, your rate of return on, on your investment, you know, and, and these are, these are just common terms, but a lot of, you, you know, a lot of times it behooves me that a lot of people are like, huh, what, you know, and, and you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur and you start having just a, a, a what I consider to be a, a basic one-on-one discussion. What's your idea? You know, how, how are you going to make money? What, what are the things that get you from A to B? What's your plan? Have you stepped through, you know, getting yourself from a mom and pops into a, maybe a storefront or into, um, you know, scaling your business or into whatever the case may be. And you just, it, it, it's, it's an eye-opening experience for me because what I realize is that a lot of times that preparation is not there. And it can be very, very frustrating because it's not like people want to be hard on you. It's just when you walk into a situation like going into the bank for a loan, do you have all your tax returns? Do you have, you know, a clean credit report? Do you have this and do you put yourself in a situation where you know you have a successful outcome versus putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have lots of frustration? And that's all I'm saying. I mean, it's just two very simple examples is as a cultural and as a community, you know, sometimes we have to do for ourselves. We have to get out of our own way. And like you said, you know, this whole what it what's in it for me needs to go away in, in, in some cases because it's not beneficial. You know, it's not beneficial. And I'm going to share with you something at the very end. It's going to be a real funny joke and you're going to laugh, but I mean, it's a very true story. <laughs> yeah. And so we're coming close to our uh, time commitment, Gregory. So I want you to say some lasting words, or if you want to give some resources for the viewers and listeners to go check out so they could do their homework. Cause I believe we should always have a call to action because we mm-hmm. should be learning and growing daily because if not, we're remaining stagnant. And I agree with you. Like we don't know it all. And not all this information is going to be given to us on a silver platter mm-hmm. or be prevalent. So we have to connect with people who are doing something that we aspire to do or who have connections with other people. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Right. 
Well, I think you definitely chimed in on on some of the things that are, you know, excruciatingly important, you know, find that mentor or that coach or that person that you believe is doing something better. I mean, it's it's got to be bringing that positivity. It's got to be bringing that that nourishment to your soul because really your dream is tied to your soul. If you, if you don't succeed at your dream, then what does that do? It's very detrimental to you. And I guess one of the things for me, everybody goes, you know, it seems like your life is so complex. It seems like your life is just, you know, so many balls are in the air. I'm going to be honest with people. You know, for me, with the way technology is today, and if you've got a question, I mean, people are going to go, it can't be that simple. And I'm going to be like, well, yeah, it is. It, it, it really, really is. If you are methodical and, 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 and critical in what you're trying to do, and you can phrase what you're trying to do, I mean, a Google search is powerful. I mean, literally, people are like, well, wait a minute now. This, this guy's promoting. I'm, I'm not promoting anything as far as search engines or anything like that. I'm just telling you what works. And, and, and a simplistic aspect of that is I was unable to do like videos and other various things, you know, with all these different apps and everything that are out there, you know, so you go and you figure it out, you know, and sometimes you don't necessarily have to be embarrassed about asking someone, you know, how do you do this? You can go put in that phrase, how do you make videos or how do you do X or how do you do Y? And these things pop up. I mean, it's like a it's like a real world encyclopedia that that comes to you. Now, I know that seems very, very corny or very cliche or whatever people go. But I mean, honestly, it works. I mean, that's the first step. Now, as far as resources, you know, with regards to, you know, I ideally trying to become an entrepreneur or if you're trying to, you know, get yourself into business or if you're trying to create ideas or things like that, I would basically start with, you know, there's several things you have, you've got your SBA um, and, you know, that's a small business association that the federal government oversees as an agency that basically primarily provides a lot of insight, you know, of information, just like if you're going to go buy a house, you know, so there's tons and tons of white papers that are out there. But one of the other key things is understanding your demographics, understanding where you're living, what's needed, and who can help you get out of the gate. And so a lot of times, your small business administrations in your own city can be a wealth of resource and a wealth of knowledge to you by being able to find those chapters that give you, you know, what I consider to be the the city economic development uh, group or or um, I forget the other name, but but certainly there's a lot of those little groups um, and, and networking entities that are around. And then, of course, you've got to be able to get out of your own way and network because networking is the key. If you're shy to say hello to your neighbor, then being an entrepreneur, forget it. Because you got to be able to not only say hello to your neighbor, but you need to be able to pitch to your neighbor. You need to be able to talk to your neighbor as if he's an influencer, potential client, or whatever the case may be. You know, you got to you got to you got to get beyond that fear. And of course, you know, if that fear exists and you're dealing with anxiety or or whatever, you know, 
there's opportunities out there to be able to do those things too. So like I said, use the resources that are available. Number one, like Genesis said, ask questions. Number two would be able to do your research. Number three is to follow through. And people go, well, wait a minute, follow through. Because I'm going to tell you, the follow through is huge when it comes to how you execute. And, 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 and the follow through is, can be just as simple as a follow up, an email, a call. Hey, did you get this? You know, I'm, I'm trying to get in contact with you. But then once you finally get in the door, that execution, like I said, going into the bank, getting a loan, you know, make sure you're prepared, make sure you got your ducks in a row, and then closing out. And the more times you can do that, all that fear, all of these other things that go on in life as a part of an entrepreneur, you build that confidence. Trust me, I was never able to do much of anything when I first started because I had to rely on others and others got me in and they're like, hey, you know what? You're running your own company. You need to be able to do this now. Get in front of these guys. And so the more I did that, the more I felt comfortable and the more opportunities came, you know, forward to me. And I was able to basically see the world three, four or five times over and doing projects uh, that, you know, probably won't disclose in this program, but they were, they were pretty massive. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for sharing all that incredible insight. So listeners, sure. make sure you follow these tips and give yourself that competitive advantage. Don't stay stuck where you are. Like mm -hmm. you have greatness inside of you and you just need to tap into your potential. So Gregory, I want you to tell the listeners one more time, who you are, how they could connect with you on social media. And if you're looking to mentor someone, give your information so they could personally reach out to you. Wow, man. Uh, <laughs> there's so many ways to get in contact with me. I like, let's see, let's, let's try to do the top three. So um, obviously I'm on LinkedIn. You know, a lot of people can find me at, uh, it's not Gregory Proctor. Gregory Proctor is my name, but obviously it's Gregory P. So if you go out to LinkedIn, you can find me via Gregory P. Uh, certainly all of the companies that I mentioned through this dialogue today uh, are shown in my banner, you know, True Spot, Sketcher, and uh, Cut to the Chase. So certainly if you're reading the right profile, you know that you've tapped into the right guy. As far as uh, um, you know, reaching me through some of the other media platforms. Um, you know, we have a website for TrueSpot. It's uh, www.truspotar, A-R, meaning augmented reality.com. Uh, that's one way of reaching out to me. Uh, Cut to the Chase, if you'd like to reach me through Cut to the Chase, that is Gregory at k2tcpodcast spelt out.com and then of course you know my other business dealings uh, with regards to sketcher is uh, gregory proctor concatenated at sketcher s-c-h-x-e-r.com and then of course you know there's twitter handles and all these other things but like i said the, the list is too vast to try to summarize that but i think if you're if you're looking for me it's not that hard to find me. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> well, 
And there you have it, listeners of Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. You just heard Gregory Proctor here, and I'll have all his information in the show notes. So make sure you read, 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 because reading is fundamental, knowledge is power, networking is key, and you don't want to miss this train ride that is leading to your future and destiny. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and blessings. Signing out, Genesis.